whistleblower report exposing lies, deceptions, and all that has assaulted our way of life. We must take back our freedom and live as God designed in a free America that honors our Constitution and our Creator. Our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It's Freedom Fighter 1776. I'm back with this week, another week, uh, with my co-host, Joseph Warren, on this week's Military Whistleblower Report. Today, we have, again, two guests from the military, but this time the the Army National Guard. And uh, these individuals have come forward. Uh, One has previously been on the show prior to Matthew Bouchard when the whole shenanigans he brought forth about how he went to go get a flu injection and they instead gave him a COVID-19 injection and now dealing with some after effects from that. And we also have on today's show Uh, Elijah Ames, a combat medic, uh, coming forth to tell his story and to to share what he's experienced through the past three years and what he's currently going through and uh, shed light on some of the future things that are happening. But first, I want to welcome, welcome all of you um, to today's show. And I want to start off with uh elijah elijah please uh feel free jump in share your story with the audience tell them what you've one who you are how long you've been in what your mos is what are your 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 duties your job specifically and uh tell us what you're going through and what you've been through the past three years yes sir um my name is elijah ames uh i'm a combat medic uh so basically i uh support my unit in their uh endeavors um so any injuries or anything like that i'd be uh, helping out with um at the start of the pandemic um well i've been in five five years and so at the start of the pandemic um when everything was coming down um i started seeing the writing on the walls about a vaccination mandate um coming and so what i was able to do was um kind of get ahead of it and do a religious exemption and um basically um, pursue that line. Um, so throughout it, I, my unit ended up going down on a deployment. Um, I was unvaccinated. So they actually told me that I couldn't go on the deployment and I had to stay back. Um, so that was kind of devastating to start that. Cause I, I really wanted to be down there to support my unit. Um, but I continued the fight, uh, every month I would go and, uh, continue to ask uh, my LT if he knew anything, any information about uh, the religious exemptions or anything like that. And it turns out that uh, he had no idea every single time. Uh, it got to a point where um, I asked him one last time, I was like, do you, have you heard anything about the religious exemptions? Uh, do you guys know how, what's going on? 
Um, and it turns out he said no. And the f- reality is that uh, all the chaplains are vaccinated. So uh, the likelihood of you getting your uh, religious exemption is uh, almost null and void. Wait a second. So, so this lieutenant told you that because the chaplains were injected with this this bioweapon at this point, because it doesn't do, it's not safe or efficacious um, because they were injected that, that it was useless for you to pursue that Avenue of a religious accommodation. Yeah. Um, and I was actually naive to uh, think that uh, he was right. Uh, but yeah, so um, I actually had extensive conversations with um, the chaplains and stuff. Um, because they were like, oh, you need to go tra- talk to the chaplains and uh, get their opinion. Uh, the very first time I talked to one of the chaplains and I showed him my research and was able to uh, articulate it pretty good with uh, my religious faith, he's like, wow, I really wish I had done more research before I'd taken it. Um, and then uh, I have uh, still communication with uh, another chaplain who uh, who looks at this as an opportunity for him to uh, go out there and still help people in the military. Wow. That's incredible. So uh, you being a medical NCO, a combat medic, at, were you tracking the VAERS data or the side effects from these injections? And did you work with other medical personnel that thought, you know, for a disease with a 999 eight percent survival rate for our service members that it was kind of crazy how uh, gestapo they were going with these injections uh, i definitely voiced that but i didn't really get a lot of um i guess help uh mainly because the majority of the medics were actually down on the deployment uh with the rest of the unit so um i didn't really get a lot of um direct communication with them um after they left, but before uh, I was definitely getting um, votes of encouragement, but none like um, on my side, kind of um, pushing with me. Hey there, this is uh, Joseph Warren co-hosting. Uh, hi, Elijah. How you doing? Very good. How are you? Yeah. So, so with that, so you actually brought forth some uh, medical data showing that these uh, injections were dangerous. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. When I did my religious exemption, um, I actually found resources and that kind of stuff and was able to put it in um, my exemption letter. And uh, that was around uh, August when I was able to give it to them. Did you know that that uh, information that you brought forward is actually protected whistleblower information protected by army regulation did you know this i did not know okay so this is uh something that we've recently discovered that uh most of us that have brought forth the medical uh signals from these uh bioweapons uh, is actually protected communication so we'll uh we'll develop that more later but what i want to concentrate on here is i want to ask you um where it seems like when i was reading through your documents you had a pretty big uh, religious take from the beginning with this. And it sounds like you were eventually talked out of or they wouldn't let you have a packet. Can you explain how your discussions uh, went with the chaplains in a little more detail so the audience understands how this played out? Uh, Yeah, so basically uh, what had happened was um, 
whenever we were going into um, an, another drill week or whatever, and they brought up the the unit itself brought up the uh, religious exemptions or the uh, uh, denials of the COVID-19 vaccine, um, we would either talk to a medical professional or a, um, a chaplain. And so the very first time I uh, sat down and talked to one of the chaplains, um, he started asking me questions and having me uh, um, write down um, uh, on the doc uh, on a document that they provided some scriptures or whatever that um, I so and so believed in, um, and it, it was kind of like I had to um, defend my faith rather than um, just you know outright say well, because of my faith and because of what I believe. Um, I don't want to get this vaccination. So I had to go and do um, a lot more research, which I was already doing because I wanted to know the effects. I wanted to know how um, everything with the COVID-19 vaccine um, was affecting the human body. So I was going to Pfizer's website and, um, you know, doing research there to see what was actually in it, uh, which I found uh, aborted fetal tissue that was being used and things like that. And I brought that up to the chaplain. Um, and that was kind of the big key that, uh, he said that, oh, wow, I wish I did more research on. Yeah, it's a good thing the Lord Jesus Christ just accepts us to believe in him, huh? Yeah, right. This man's always tougher to get approval from. Uh, so, yeah, what was his reaction to the fetal cells when you uh, made uh, Yeah, it was surprise, really. It was just surprise. He, Sur uh, surprise? Yeah. Okay. So so in the, in the year that Roe versus Wade would come down, uh, they're surprised that they've been using fetal cells and injections. <laughs> yeah. You didn't see the continuity there or the connection. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, one other thing you had mentioned that you missed a deployment. Uh, can you tell us in, in a little more detail how that made you feel? Yeah. Um, honestly, it was a little bit devastating. It would have been the first deployment that I was able to go on with the unit. Um, and so they're going down to, um, the border and that kind of stuff to, uh, secure it. And so my job would have been to, uh, assist with the other, uh, medics and, um, make sure that, uh, the troops were good to go and that anything that they needed, uh, they could do. Um, but it, it honestly, it was devastating. It, to a degree, my wife was pregnant with our first son too. So it was kind of a, um, <laughs> it would have been a lose-lose situation, whether I go or whether I stay. Um, and so I was kind of, I was definitely happy that I was able to stay because I got to see the first year of my my son's life. But at the same time, I was definitely missing out on the camaraderie that uh, would have been able to be gained from that deployment. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It seems like they've isolated all of us away from conducting our primary duties uh, with our brothers and sisters and cast us away like lepers um, just to look down upon us and, and drag us through the mud the entire time. I want to turn it over to Matthew now. Matthew, if you could share with the audience what you went through, specifically with this flu flu shot debacle and, um, and, and, and your time in service as well. Um, yeah, so for, for the audience who hasn't seen um, my episode yet, um, I was in the guard for for six years, and two months before I was actually about to get out, our unit was having our, our annual flu shots, um, and 
originally I told them like, Hey, I'm getting out in two months. Do I need to get this? Um, and of course they said, yes, you need to go get it. I ended up showing up and they, the flu shot I was supposed to get ended up being a COVID vaccine. And they told me the next day, um, and it pretty much devastated my entire, um, my entire view on the military. Um, that's ridiculous. That is absolutely, uh, I, words can't express my anger and boils my blood. So, so you're in a line to get your, and so is this through the, the guard? This is through the guard unit? Yeah. Yeah. It was through so, the Army, Army National Guard. So the guard unit gets you all guys all together to, to, to get injected with these flu injections and somehow you get the COVID injection. Were there others, others as well that got the COVID injection? Yeah. So when the room, there was two lines, there was one for COVID shots, which I was, I signed my refusal for like the third time that I didn't want it. And then there was another line right next to that one for the flu shots. Um, and then the next day when they told me that instead of getting a flu shot, they ended up giving me a, a COVID vaccine. They said that there was other people in that line that the, the mix-up happened too. So it wasn't just me. And this is, a, this is absolutely ridiculous. And for our listeners, uh, listeners at home, this is a huge deal because on the one hand, you have an FDA-approved and licensed um, injection, which is the flu injection. And on the other hand, you have an emergency use authorized. And for anybody out there who thinks Oh, well, the COVID-19 injection was uh, FDA approved as well. That is inaccurate. That is not true. That uh, the fact is there has never been an FDA approved injection for COVID-19 available in the United States. So what happened was on, I believe it was the 23rd of August, 2021, the FDA approved uh, Comirnaty for for COVID-19. But here's the thing. They never actually produced it. So what they did was, is they came out in the news and the media and military units and said, we now have the FDA approved injections for COVID-19. But guess what? No, it was just merely approved and never actually distributed. And the only thing available was the emergency use authorized products, which service members and individuals in general have the right to accept or refuse um, because these are experimental. They're emergency use authorized. And at this point, they're bioweapons because they are definitely not efficacious. And in fact, they're dangerous and deadly. We have the signals. We've had the signals for quite a while with VAERS, the Vaccine Adverse uh, Event Reporting System from the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control. And anybody can look that up and look at that devastating data over there. And then in the military, we had the Defense Medical Epidemiological Database, which showed an 1,100% increase in viral vaccine injuries to our active component military in 2021 versus the last five years. And what was different about 2021 in the active component and, and around the military in general? Well, it was the emergency use authorized COVID-19 injection rollout and, and commanders, Gestapo commanders just going full bore forcing these products down the throats of service members, regardless 
of whether they wanted him or not. And they made sure to tell him that they had to get it. And they didn't give him an option, which by law they should have given him the option. But we hey, clearly freedom understand. fighter. Sorry freedom to rant fighter. sorry to rant there. Go ahead. Yeah. Go hey, ahead. Freedom Joseph. Fighter. It gets worse for the DOD here, just to add to what you were saying quickly. Pfizer filed a motion last spring in April arguing that no fraud occurred. This is in the court case of Brooke Jackson versus Pfizer, and she worked on the fake clinical trials. So no fraud occurred or could ever have occurred because none of the U.S. government DOD contracts ever required a valid clinical trials or evidence of safety or efficacy as a condition for payment of those injections. Right. So the uh, the most recent term I, or phrase I heard was, uh, well, the U.S. government, the Department of Defense ordered fraud and we delivered upon that. Uh, it seems seems like it. And then they forced it upon my our brothers and sisters in uniform, our sons and daughters in uniforms. That's right. Uh, it's just uh, inexplicable. So, Matthew, so going back to your story. So there was other individuals who also got this mistakenly jabbed with COVID-19 injections. Have you been dealing with you yourself been dealing with any issues from these? Um, as far as side effects or, um, yeah, exactly. Side, side effects. And then, the, and then the, frankly, the legal ramifications as well. Um, so about three or four months ago, I actually started developing, um, chest pains, um, I'm not exactly sure the extent of it yet, but um, I- I'm only 25 years old and I- I've never had this issue like this before. So um, I believe that that probably was caused from from this injection. Um, so, so far, that's that's kind of my only my only issue that I can kind of recognize. That's ridiculous. It, it still it boils my blood. It absolutely boils my blood. I've heard for uh, from a service member today, you know, after 19 years of perfect health, you know, serving in our military, he gets the gets the jab and then all sorts of medical issues after that. At what point are coincidences for those people who believe in coincidences? At what point are coincidences mathematically impossible? Right. Anyway, I'm going to turn it over to Joseph to continue forth. Roger that. Uh, thank you. So, uh, now Matthew, when we were talking earlier, it seemed to be there was five other people in line that got the wrong shot that day. Have you ever linked up with any of them? Um, so I know I, because when I was there that day, I know it was a mix of, um, people from my unit and then another unit. Um, there was probably like 10 or so people in that line. Um, I've, I've yet to been in contact with any of them. Um, the, when I was told the next day that they, they messed up big time and gave me a COVID shot instead of the flu shot. Um, they told me that there was going to be an investigation on what happened and everything, but I haven't heard a single word and I don't know of any other people yet, um, that have come forward that were in that line. So you're the subject of the investigation and they never gave you any outcomes from the investigation nope never heard a word um so i I got out now now that you're developing what seems to be could be uh symptoms 
uh, from this injection. Do you still intend to sue? You moving forward with a lawsuit? I, I'm, if, I'm trying. I'm, I'm definitely trying. Um, okay. It, it's definitely a process. So if you were ever to uh, run into any of the other guys that got the shot, maybe it's a class action. They join with you if they have the same feeling as you do. Is that something hey, that's I mean, possible? Yeah. The, the thing is, like, those people should definitely step forward for, for I mean, even if they were there to, and they didn't care about getting the, the COVID shot, like, still, that was a vaccine mix-up that should never have happened, especially in the eyes of the Army. You know, a mistake like that just doesn't happen. So for anybody, if, if a class action lawsuit does come, like, definitely they need to to tell them that, hey, like I was involved in that line and it's true. And, so, and, sorry, yeah, and, Matthew, let me, let me jump in real quick. Matthew, what um, military police six years in, right? You served six years. You got out. Would you have gotten out? Would you have, would you have gotten out if the, if the mandate wasn't a thing, if this, none of this happened? Um, most likely I, I, I might've stayed in, um, w like with Elijah, um, I, I wanted to go forward with, a, with a, um, a re religious exemption as well. Um, but just like he was saying, the, they were making it almost impossible for anybody to get approved for a religious exemption. I saw two different chaplains and explained to them my, my beliefs about, you know, there's fetal cells in these vaccines. I'm not comfortable luciferase like that just the name alone makes me uncomfortable i don't want to get this and both times i had one chaplain tell me oh no it's not true there's no fetal cells in it the vaccine's safe you got nothing to worry about and then another time um i i asked the chaplain like will i ever hear like when will i hear back about my religious exemption and i they just never they dropped it they never got back to anybody I never heard anything religious exemption packet, never saw it. So it, yeah, it, they made it almost impossible. So it sounds like both you and Elijah experienced uh, dismissive attitudes from the chaplains. Like they talked you or trying to talk you out of their packets. That's kind of disappointing to hear. I mean, the, you know, the way it should work is they should uh, ensure that you're, you have a genuine belief and then they should absolutely help you through the process. Uh, so I'm a little uh, discouraged that that's the, what we found here. Now, did you, did either one of you can go, but I'll uh, turn it back to Elijah first. Did you feel bullied at all in this? Did dismissive attitudes, did you feel kind of cornered, isolated? uh in this when you tried to go after a religious packet uh yeah with uh one of the chaplains i actually had uh, direct communication he was the one that uh guided me to some of the resources and stuff to bring um a, a packet towards uh forward but after that um it was really one of my lts that was just kind of dismissive uh, every time i'd ask he said i had no idea uh, or anything like that um and the other chaplains that I've been able, that I would, was able to talk to were pretty much the same. They were kind of like, uh, it might not happen or um, more accurately that uh, they haven't heard anything about the religious exemptions yet. Uh, they should be coming soon or something along those lines. That's that's incredible. I've heard stories to where commands have actually it sounds like uh, this is 
occurred in your situation to a degree, but commands have weaponized the chaplain corps against service members applying for in, uh, the, these accommodations. And it's just, it's, inc- I mean, it's incredible to watch and, and witness and hear the stories that are coming out of the department of defense. It's absolutely, um, you know, where is, where is these individuals that take their oath of office, office serious? Where, where are they? I mean, did they not read the Constitution? Like, what the heck is going on here? Um, instead, they want to question people's faith. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. What? Actually, to, to be honest, I don't know why service members even have to talk to a chaplain to 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 exercise their faith. What you know, a chaplain's there for spiritual uh, support, religious services, and and support. Why? Why is a chaplain? you know questioning a service member on their faith why is anybody i yeah why is anybody questioning people's faith it's the most ridiculous thing ever um it's 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 crazy it's absolutely crazy but uh for listeners at home before we go to break and we'll come back and go more into this more in depth into these two individuals and their stories and what they're going through and currently what's what's happening in the department defense and kind of highlight some of those issues for you at home um if if you'd like go over to truthforhealthfoundation.org and if anybody's out there who may be having symptoms or any issues from these injections uh there's a there's a uh a vaccine treatment guide over on truthforhealth.org. There's legal services. There's um, uh, services, resources for military. There's all sorts of resources over at that website. So go ahead and check it out. And um, and and pa- share this information. Share this. Share this interview. Share it far and wide. Get local. Talk to your local officials, representatives. They work for you. Right. And so it's time we start holding their feet to the fire and make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do. Make sure they're carrying out their oath of office. And if they're not, put them on blast because that's our duty as Americans. We all must take some responsibility and make sure these elected officials are working for us. So we'll go, uh, we'll go to break right now. And when we come back, we'll discuss more of these situations, more of these stories, and more of what's going on in the Department of Defense. America out loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. 
It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe, yet none of their dire predictions have come true. Temperatures have not soared, sea level rise has not been unusual, and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a Made in America climate plan a plan based on real science that responds to the real-world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure, a plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website, icsc-climate.com. This message is from the Truth for Health Foundation. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam Sigloff, a family medicine physician and a major in the U.S. Army. The following are only my opinions. Service members are being coerced to participate in medical experimentation, with over 7,500 service members being discharged for refusing to participate. Many of them have lost their retirement and medical benefits. There are allegations that the DOD is committing medical fraud violating the Religious Freedom Restoration Act and violating the constitutional rights of service members. Strong men and women stand ready to defend so that you can sleep peacefully through the night. Now we must stand watch over the military so they can sleep peacefully through the night. Please get involved to help protect the military. This message brought to you by the Truth For Health Foundation. For more information, please visit truthforhealth.org. That is truthforhealth.org. Truth, the word for, health.org. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back from break. We are here with Elijah Ames, uh, a sergeant in the Maine National Guard and a former former Maine National Guard enlisted member, Sergeant uh, Matthew Bouchard, who just shared his story about how he accidentally got injected with the COVID-19 injection when his unit was doing flu shots. 
which is the most ridiculous uh, thing ever, just pure negligence with that medical unit. And uh, I want to go, I want to go back to Elijah real quick to, to talk about what, what, what your current status, what your current status is, what you're dealing with. Um, And then I want to go over to Matthew as well to figure out his current status, but Elijah, what's your current status and, and how are you able to provide for your family? What's going on? How, what do you do when you're not a guard member? Yeah. So uh, right now I actually uh, received a Domar um, about seven months ago. Um, And then um, so that kind of, they ended up putting me on permanent leave without pay uh, for about seven months. Um, Just recently, actually this past month, I got an email from them uh, regarding coming back because they got to go ahead to bring me back into uh, drill. Um, uh, yeah, which is actually absolutely insane. Um, when I actually talked to them to, uh, see what the entire deal was, I asked them about, um, the Gomar and if it was going to be removed from my record. And it turns out they had no idea. They, uh, actually just heard that uh, question from me and another, uh, one of my peers, uh, who's in the exact same position as I am. And he ended up, uh, we only ended up hearing that they were just going to push that question up, um, that they had no idea what was going on with it whatsoever. So wait a second, let me get this straight. They, they cast you out, right? They, they push you aside. They won't let you go on, um, you know, a contingency operation down the border deployment to the border to secure our nation. Uh, they, they Gilmar you. And for anybody at home, that's a general officer, uh memorandum of record i believe i think that's reprimand of reprimand that's right a reprimando on our hands a reprimand um and that's big deal that comes from a general officer and that's usually uh you know it's it's a quite the blemish on the record so they give you a gomar and and they now they expect you to come back to want to come back and drill yeah so um (laughs) Actually, they also not only give me the Gomar and kick me out, but they let my medical certs run out. So um, I have no continuing education credits to continue my combat medic um, job. And so for, well, this past week, they were trying to, um, on their terms, push me into um, different courses and stuff uh, to get those. Um, In fact, uh, I had a little spat with uh, one of the sergeants about um, going to a 68 whiskey sustainment course, which is a course that uh, all combat medics go to um, so that we can continue our continuing education. Um, and yeah, they, they kind of want me to come back to drill um, and do my job. Wow. That's ridiculous. I want to go over to Matthew. Matthew, what is your current status? What do you, what, when you weren't going to guard and, and performing your duties, what what expertise or what what sort of profession do you have on the side or are you working? What's the deal? What's your status? Um, yeah, so I, I'm out now. Uh, I've been out for roughly a year. Um, when I was drilling, I was working for a construction company, um, kind of blowing up rock. So I guess you can say it's a, a, a different job. Um, right now, I... I I, I do um, data online for um, healthcare. Um, 
and uh, that's what I'm doing right now. Um, and then with all this vaccine mix-up stuff happening, I've been at the same time kind of like trying to spread my awareness to everybody um, so that anyone else can kind of speak up if they've had anything similar happen to them or, you know, building a big team so that we can fight against this thing. So I've been, I've had a busy year. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Joseph Warren, what you got? I want to go back yeah, to so, you. Yeah. So, you know, here's the sad reality of it, Freedom Fighter. You know, here's the thing that the DOD and everybody in the chain of command are going to have to deal with. I'm going to read Elijah's words here in his last paragraph of the document he gave us. He says, Due to the events of the COVID-19 vaccination mandates, there have been a cascade of events and issues that have popped up in my life. For example, financially, it has been very difficult to make sure that I'm able to feed my family and provide a shelter over their head. The extra money I made during drill was very beneficial. The devastation of losing a dream that I had for so long, I wanted to be a soldier for a very long time. So, you know, this is the sad reality that those who have been cast aside have to choke down and deal with. And now it's going to be in the DOD's hands uh, now that Congress has stepped in and got involved because their involvement is not over. It's going to continue on. Elijah, I wonder after your family members have watched and observed this from a distance, I wonder how they feel about it. I wonder how your parents feel about the military now. Can you speak to that for us? Yeah, honestly, uh, not only am I just absolutely livid with the way I've been treated, but um, my father and his father are both served in the military too. And so um, like the reaction of just talking to my, my father and, uh, uh, you know, having those discussions about what's been happening and things like that, I, I don't think I've ever seen him as mad as he uh, he was just I mean recently talking about trying them trying to bring me back into the fold and uh, trying to get me to do all this stuff like it it, it honestly it's been uh, to use my own words devastating because uh, you know I personally had a dream to you know go 20 years you know make a career out of it um, I wanted to do ROTC um, so that I could uh, get my chiropractic degree like my father um, and kind of use that as a jumping off point and uh, enter the officer corps and that kind of stuff. And, and honestly, I wanted to make a difference because um, I know I'm str strong in my faith and I know that I could definitely have done that. But um, it looks like that entire um, career path, both uh, chiropractic right now um, and that uh, dream of being a soldier have basically just gone up in flames because of this entire situation. Yeah, this, this is an extreme miscalculation on their part because the military uh, has been volunteer because of generational families and they've destroyed that. Anytime you look up on the wall in a military building and you see them out on the battlefields, what do you see before they go into battle? You see prayer circles, okay? prayer circles of every war before this time. And uh, so the First Amendment was never put aside when you swear the oath. In fact, the oath is to the Constitution in that First Amendment. And it's incredibly important for people to believe the way they want to believe. And that's how this country was established by the pilgrims so many years ago. So it's very sad to see that the military has totally fallen on their sword on this one. 
and have they have created a wound that's not going to heal very easy if it heals at all. And uh, so, Matthew, I just want to turn it over to you. How about your family members and or parents? What what's their um, take on this? Um. So actually, my my two sisters and my mom were involved in healthcare. Um. So when the whole mandate thing came out you know, we all, we, we were all thinking the same thing. Like, we're not going to take this as an experimental drug. You know, our religious, you know, sight of it was the fetal cells and everything else. We didn't like how forcefully that they were pushing everybody to get it. Um, so unfortunately they, they were all, you know, dismissed from, from healthcare. Um, so they had to go try to find jobs elsewhere in different fields. Um, and when they heard about my story, like, you know, my mom cried. She's like, there's no way something like that happened to you. I'm like, it happened. And unfortunately, you know, this is something we're going to have to deal with now. Um, but they've, they've been supportive with, you know, me kind of like going on um, different interviews, kind of spreading my message. So hopefully everybody will um, be able to keep tracking that as we progress with everything. Wow, that's incredible. So both your your mother and sisters got let go of their job standing their ground. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's it's sad, honestly. That's my mom ridiculous. was my mom was in healthcare for twenty or thirty years. You know, I like her raising right. us. Like that that's that's all she's ever done. So it's it's kind of sad to to see her kind of get kicked like get fired and have to go figure it out. Yeah, and we've seen that time and time again, this this mainstream medical apparatus that has just gone full, full bore tyrannical. Um, there's no there's no proper medicine going on right now, and there's no proper science going on. They threw the scientific model out the damn window. You know, the scientific model is the most basic thing we learn, you know, in, in elementary school. You know, you you what you question, you observe, you create a hypothesis, you test your hypothesis, you create a conclusion, and then you can test it again. And it's like going back to Matthew, what you were saying, like y'all were watching this. We all were watching this come out. It was highly politicized. It was, you know, it was it, from my point of view, I, I saw it was like um, being in the medical community as well. I saw it as you know there that was going to be the solution then that was it like this is the solution it's coming you know it's going to solve every problem we have it's you know and anybody who brought up like hey yeah but what about hydroxychloroquine we've been using that for 60 years oh hey what about uh, ivermectin and simply just vitamin d simply just vitamin d these medical uh professionals who brought up vitamin d god forbid you know and they were cast aside and just destroyed but what i do say now is a little bit i it's not fully but what i do see now is an alternative right all these heroes and people are standing up like both of you are standing up and speaking about this tyrannical environment and um medical community that we find ourselves in there's an alternative one being built from almost like a grassroots level and and that's why the solutions to these problems don't lie within this box 
the box is just completely utterly you know it's just toxic this toxic box and and the solutions are outside the box and so for all these individuals out there who have gotten this injection we're not going to find the solutions in the mainstream medical system for for the vaccine injured it's outside the box thinkers uh possibly your your family members who have taken a stand and you yourself who have taken a stand that are going to spread awareness about the real solutions lord willing there will be real solutions that come to the table to where they can be deployed and help these people that are just debilitated from these injections and so you know that's my prayer my prayer is you know lord jesus show us the way and show us what we can do to help these individuals who are struggling after they've been coerced and lied to and manipulated to take something they should have never even had to take because again we were talking about we're talking about a quote unquote virus uh, that was highly manipulated in the way they were reporting the numbers so you know even back in June May 2020 they were saying you know uh, what was it? Six percent of all the cases uh, was was just COVID nineteen, but the rest, ninety four percent, were with at least at least two comorbidities. And we also know if you go back to our shows, we have a whistleblower from the army. He's an army laboratory technician. He's since been removed from service. He came out, blew the whistle about the PCR testing scam that was going on. To where they're running these tests at 45 cycles in the Department of Defense. And the false positive rate is at like 98% false positives, right? And so this individual, his name was, um, I believe it was uh, Sergeant Julian uh, or Sergeant Alexander Julian. And he's since been removed from service for not participating with this fraud. But he spoke out. And it's on one of the past shows. You can go to America Out Loud. Uh, do a search or or simply type it in your DuckDuckGo browser. I don't think Google will pull it up. But uh, yeah, he came out and spoke about that. But it's just, it's just pure insanity. It's just, uh, it's, it's what I, what do I call it? It's, um, it's demonic delusions, demonic delusions being pushed. And it takes a God-given discernment. Uh, get down on our knees and ask for that God-given discernment, and and He'll show us. He will show us, and He's showing us now. And and we're still seeing these people. Like my wife sent me a picture today of an individual, and I'm, I apologize for ranting, but my wife sent me a picture of an individual today walking outside with a mask on. You know, you still see this everywhere we go. It's insanity. It's crazy. Anyway, Joseph Warren back to you brother yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna question elijah you know it seems when i was reading through uh your documents here that uh you know you didn't get actually get to perform your your position during annual training but they had you come to annual training and it seemed like the group or the outcasts that you were with you performed uh your duties well and uh, so I want you to compare and contrast that with how you think it's going to go when you actually experience your first drill back. Uh, yeah. So um, on AT of last year, um, you know, we had already known that we got we had already gotten the Gomars. Um, we already knew that our end date was around uh, 
June 6th. So uh, AT was around uh, May. Um, <clears throat> so basically when we were there, um, uh, it was the, the rear debt. And so um, the rear detachment um, and uh, basically anything that they needed medically, any trainings that they needed done, um, we did a nine line training or anything like that. Uh, I treated it as if, um, I was going to be there forever. Like, like that was my mindset. Um, I knew that the end was going to come, but, um, the reality is I needed to put that aside and, uh, do my best work. And so I did, uh, there was about four of us there that, uh, you know, we ended up taking leadership positions when we could and when we uh, needed to. And, um, I, honestly, we all performed, um, to a degree that I don't think we would have otherwise, honestly. Okay. Now, how do you think it's going to go when you get back? Uh, well, um, the main unit's back. Um, and I think I'm probably going to get, um, a warm welcome from those who, uh, who just appreciate my presence there. I mean, um, I, I like a lot of those guys there and, uh, I have no hard feelings towards them. It was really just the big army that kind of screwed me over. And, uh, you know, a few people in my unit that, um, I suppose aren't going to be there. So, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think I'll get a warm welcome definitely, but, um, I won't be able to perform my duty because, uh, I'm not technically at this point qualified for it. So I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I don't know how it's going to go, but um, I hopefully it'll be a good warm welcome. But uh, the reality is my uh, my date for um, my contract is up on December um, of this year. So uh, I'm unfortunately, I'm pretty sure I've already made the decision of not re-upping because of this entire situation. Right. Right. Of course. Um, of course, that probably be the way I'm sure it would be the and way for many. And, th and that's been the reality where we have this retention crisis, right? Department of Defense retention crisis and recruiting crisis. And, and, and the big brass wondering why, why, you know, or, or they're flat out denying it. Well, now they can't deny it anymore. You know, you have stories like you're, you're, you two individuals come forth. Like, you know, this is equivalent to an abusive relationship. The, what Elijah is describing to you and, and the folks at home and to us is our sons and daughters being sent to the military to protect our freedoms, our way of life. And they're exposed to an abusive relationship. Uh, yeah. You know, my mom actually uh, said that to me earlier today was that you're going back to an abusive relationship. I'm like, I understand that, but I I'm still under contract and I still have a duty to perform. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's insanity. Uh, sorry, sorry to cut you off, Joseph. Go ahead. Yeah. So the um, it's funny this week. Um, the House Committee that's investigating big tech. There was a rep from South Carolina. Her name is Nancy Mace or Macy, however you pronounce it. It's funny when she was questioning uh, big tech for the censorship on things that we've experienced so much over the last couple of years. She actually started with admitting her vaccine injury and her vaccine injury was what seems to be a permanent asthma, a, um, a tremor in her left hand, and then this uh, unexplained heart pain that comes and goes that no doctor can explain. 
So uh, with that being said, now that this is kind of coming up out in the open or exploding out in the open, so many people have vaccine injury, Elijah, starting with you, did you ever witness anybody that had uh, vaccine injury uh, after their injections in the in the guard? Uh, actually, none that I saw. Um, but again, I was with the rear debt and it was a small group of people. Um, and nothing that was blatant, to be honest. Okay, Matthew, how about you? Did you ever see anybody with uh, vaccine injury? Um, no, because I was... It was only two months that I was in when I when it happened to me, um, but I haven't I haven't witnessed anybody firsthand um, since I got out. I was pretty much just working all the time, so no, I didn't get a chance to. Um, but um, after I got my shot, I I did notice like you know different reactions that you know that something was a lot different with this vaccine too. Um, you know, like my arm was completely numb for like two or three weeks. Um, so, so yeah. I bet some other people were having the same reactions. Yeah, we've, we've definitely, uh, we've definitely seen it with the whistleblowers that come forth on this, in this program. And then the data that's come out of the department of defense where, you know, undeniable. And here we are, you know, continuing to allow pilots to fly no problem without properly evaluating them that's the one of the most insane things is hey let's mm -hmm. force uh, experimental injection on the entire department of defense and then you know our pilots who can't even take an fda approved and licensed injection until a year after it's been approved right here we are forcing them to take an emergency use authorized injection again for something that really never even affected these individuals uh pilots are some of the most health you know healthy people that would go through rigorous screening and and um health evaluations to even get into a cockpit so that's one of the insane things we're also seeing and uh going back to what you were saying mike with this this congress woman coming out yeah they need to they need to they need to highlight this and start start bringing forth some of these service members to speak on the hill and and share their experiences and uh they need to put some brass in those seats and start asking the tough questions here because here's the thing the department of defense has a huge problem on their hand and what is that they have a pandemic of whistleblowers right so everybody who brought up uh what you know a lot of these religious accommodations yeah, they were religious in nature, but they were also service members use that as an opportunity to bring up uh, issues of lawfulness, right? So illegality of orders, which is their duty to do so. It's codified in Army Doctrine 6-22. A, a soldier has to or must, you know, it literally says must obey. If they perceive orders to be unlawful, they must disobey them. But in that process, they must communicate what the issue is up the chain of command so they can they can obtain redress and we can have some policy change. And so all of these service members wrote these religious accommodations and included the the lawfulness, included the vaccine adverse reaction database, right? Because that database is actually the official database for the Department of Defense to report to report vaccine injuries. Right. 
It's the VARES. It's the CDC database. But we also have the DMED database that was showing this, the, you know, identical signals, right? And goes even more into in depth of, of data. So you have all of this information. And one of the categories for a protected communicator is specific and sub, specific or substantial danger to public health and safety. And what did all these service members do while they were filing their religious accommodation? VAERS data. They brought up VAERS data. They brought up, hey, um, United States Code 10, USC 10, 1107A, a service member has the right to accept or refuse emergency use authorized products. And for the viewers at home, I'm going on another rant. Uh, but before we roll out with final final words, there are no approved products for COVID-19 that includes mass tests and injections. Anyway, final words, Elijah, uh, where can people find you? You have social media, uh, final words for the audience at home. Uh, yeah, just if you've been affected by this kind of stuff, just go ahead and stand up and, you know, reach out. Cause there's definitely going to be somebody listening. Um, don't really have social media or anything. So um, we're pretty good. Yep. I appreciate that, brother. Thank you so much for coming on. God bless you. God bless your family. Matthew Bouchard, final words, brother. Um, kind of like the same deal. Um, you know, if, if somebody knows anybody, even if you've been affected, you know, speak up because now's the time. Um, it, it sucks because a lot of people have been hurt by this um, physically, mentally. It's So if, you know, you know anybody, you know, put your foot down and step up for, for what's right. God bless you. And we're praying for you. We're praying for your healing, mind, body, and soul in the name of Jesus Christ, from your head all the way down to your toes to be healed, be healed now in his holy name. For the audience at home, God bless you. God bless America. Stand up, get loud, and get, get those individuals you put into elected positions, get them to uphold their oath of office. God bless. Much love. 